Uh, hang on, making a note to myself. Oh, really? Okay. 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 I'm typing, and I hope it's loud and bothering oh, you. It's not. Damn it. Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate Gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. 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 How's it going? It's going okay. How are you? I'm fine. Yeah. I'd be better if I wasn't on hold with Eversource, our electric company, for 40 minutes for overbilling me <laughs> right before this. So. Yes. That <laughs> but otherwise have I'm been fine. better. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. That was just really annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They billed us for the apartment based on how much electricity we used while living there last year, rather than how much we actually used while not living there at all and mm-hmm. having the electric heat turned way down. So the bill was like three to four times higher than it should have been. Neat. Yeah, because they didn't bother to actually read the meter. They just guessed based on last year. Blinken, what are you doing up there? Guessing? I... Guess no one's coming. I'm like, well, <laughs> screw you and go do your job and actually read the meter. Thank you. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yep. Good times. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. What's new with you? Um, not much. I think the only thing going on in my life is that I broke that light fixture yesterday in my house, which I Good told times. you about. Yeah. I had a vacuum out and I swung it over the (laughs) kitchen table and hit the light that was hanging over the table. Oops. Yes, it was very oops. And now it's just a bulb. But then I found a fun one online, which I think is going to fit and it's coming. We also have the lights in our upper hallway are just a bulb as well because we changed out the fixture because it was ugly. And... Jeff went to try to, uh, Jeff went to tighten the globe that was covering it. But before he got really quite the chance to do that, it fell. Oh, no. <laughs> and shattered. So it's just a light bulb in the Boo. hallway. Yeah. yeah. But it's been that way for a while and I keep actually forgetting about it. <laughs> Someday we'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I actually had that problem too, except I didn't drop the globe. I went to change the light bulb and it just was a very thin glass and just like around the rim it just crumbled while I was taking it down oh, <laughs> like whoops sucks. but I went and bought a very cheap replacement globe at the hardware store excellent that's what we'll be doing is a yeah. cheap replacement yes need to be fancy yeah I and I don't even particularly like either light fixture I mean I like the new one that's coming I hope it works out but I just don't like the light fixtures in general Mm-hmm. So at some point I'd like to replace them all, but yeah, I probably want to replace more. But we've only done I think two, maybe three so far. But there's all the place is nice. This place is nice. The house is nice, but there's still a lot of work that we want to do to make it less '90s, <laughs> better than Fair. my '70s living room. <laughs> Fair. 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 I've got a lot of wood paneling, folks. A lot. She does. Yeah, it's a lot of wood paneling. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of wood paneling in my day, but this is like 
A lot. <laughs> my mo- Half of my living room and my entire spare bedroom, <laughs> which is currently my brother's room, all wood paneling. That was a choice that they made. That was a choice. They were committed. It wasn't a good choice, but it was a choice. No. When I was growing up, we had wood paneling in the family room, and I feel like that was fine because it was just... Yeah, we had it in our living room when I was super little in our first house. Yeah, and that was fine, but this is too much. Too it's quite a bit much. of wood. <laughs> quite so, yeah, but that's a that's a whole thing, and nothing yeah. I'm in a rush to do anything about because that takes effort and money and time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I don't have those things right now to give to it. What? There are, yeah, there are also house priorities, and that is not yeah. the top priority, unfortunately, but... Yeah. 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 Same. Anyway. We have many house priorities, but replacing all of the light fixtures is low on our priorities. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's exciting. I hope everyone enjoys homeownership. Yeah. This has talk. been homeownership with Kathy and Mary. It has <laughs> probably not been interesting to anyone. I can also start yeah. off on a diatribe about using flat paint everywhere but i won't (laughs) long story short i don't like it and it's impossible to keep clean anyway yay you know who's probably not worrying about their light fixtures or the flat paint in their house oh who would that be any of the jaffa (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) they would not care yeah and there are many jaffa in this episode there are Probably the Gould don't really care. Well, I guess actually the Gould do seem very particular about their interior decoration. So For sure. So they would care, I think. And they, they would, would never choose flat paint either because it's all gold all the way down with hieroglyphics. Yep. Yep. And I'd they... take that over the flat paint in here any day. Which one do you think would go with velvet walls? Velvet walls. Yeah. So we looked at a house that the inside was quite ugly but the walls had a lot of them many of them had red velvet all over them but overall we really liked the house but we got outbid on it so that is not the house we went with i think that red velvet would go quite well with maybe some of the well this is actually a very asian based house so i was going to say any of Ah. perhaps an asian type of god and I'm not going to be more specific than that because I don't know enough to not insult anyone. But Fair. More specific than that. Fair. Me yeah. either. Anyway. Yeah, that's my thought. The Jaffa, though, they don't give a shit. No. No. They're all about the weapons and that's about it. This is true. And they are particular about those. They are quite particular about the weapons, yes. So what is this episode in which they are being not picky about the food, but very particular about the weapons? <laughs> this is Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 18, The Warrior. Ooh. Yeah. There's a bunch of Jaffa gathered watching a dude give a speech. A rousing speech. So rousing. It is. He introduces himself as Kaitano, the former first prime of Imhotep. He is singing Teal's tune, talking about the gold being false gods and Jaffa being free. I am a free Jaffa. 
And this group is super into it. Unlike poor Teal'c whenever he's spoken to a group and they're like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense to me how this guy found this many Jaffa that are on board with what he's saying when Teal'c can't find anybody. No, I was like, well, Teal'c paved the way in Braytac. Right? <laughs> but he is speeching at them that they are all <laughs> warriors. They're an army. Someone objects that an army has weapons and food. Kaitano says they will have those things too soon. But right now we're free. And we have each Yay. other. <laughs> Adorable. He also goes on to say, and I'm going to bring this up because it comes up quite a lot in this, is that everybody who dies for their freedom, their souls are going to be sent to Keb and be free forever. So this is a very heavily religious movement in a way. Mm. Just not really, but kind of. I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it Fair. gets, yeah, I don't know. It gets. Maybe that's how he convinces everybody. Yeah. like A little cult-like. It's a little culty. Yeah. So anyway, the crowd is very roused. And in the crowd, we see Tilk and Braytac. The only ones in the crowd wearing hoods. So I thought they were stealthily checking them out, but it seems like they were, in fact, maybe invited. At least we find yeah, out later. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Or maybe they were invited, but they, like, snuck in just to hear it before they... Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point because, yeah, they seemed like they were trying to hide themselves, but then they were definitely making themselves known later. It was weird. Yeah. And yeah. Braytac seems kind of into this. Tilk, not sure yet. Yeah. So this guy that plays Katana looked super familiar to me, and I was wondering if he maybe like played some other Jaffa elsewhere. So I checked him out on IMDb, and no, the reason he looks so familiar is because he plays the one of the orderlies in While You Were Sleeping, which yes. I've seen a million times, because it is one of very few rom-coms that I actually <laughs> like, since I generally hate them as a rule. I hadn't known that. I looked him up, too. <laughs> These are your husband's things. Not my husband! Fiance. I definitely recognized him as yet another Cylon making an appearance in Stargate. Ah. But then I saw that credit and I was like, oh yeah, I can totally yeah. picture him in While You Were mm -hmm. Sleeping. Yeah. He was also in Star Trek Voyager episodes called Equinox. Oh, I don't remember him from that. Yeah. I watched that relatively recently, so it was generally on it's my mind. It's been a good year and a half or so since my I last mean, voyager watching maybe two so, so it's been a ago. while yeah it's been a while <laughs> at this point quite a while <laughs> i didn't do a full rewatch but i like to skip around for episodes that i liked and i remembered enjoying That's fair. the yeah. i did that pretty recently on relatively recently on tng nice. right now we're doing a full rewatch of the original series Ooh. Mm. But Stargate, fun. huh? But Stargate, yes. But Stargate. We're also doing a rewatch of Stargate. Oh, we are doing right a rewatch now. of Stargate. We are. SG-1, specifically. Indeed. Yeah. And we hit credits at this point. We did. After credits, Braytac and Teal'c are now in the SGC telling everybody what happened on the planet and how it seems pretty promising. Jack makes a reference to the movie Deliverance that Braytac does not understand, and that is for the best. 
<laughs> Tilk mentions that many of their allies have fallen and the Tilvin are probably gone forever, so they really need to have an ally like Katanu and his entire army because the Toker are weakened as well. But the army needs their help. They need some food and weapons. Everybody in the SGC is a little skeptical because this guy might be kind of desperate. But Daniel doesn't think that they should underestimate the opportunity if it does turn out that this Katano guy is as great as Tilk and Braytak seem to think he is. And again, more and more people are continuing to flock to this guy for inexplicable reasons. He was apparently the first prime of a god named Imhotep that none of them have heard of before. And I was like, duh, haven't any of you seen the mummy? Come on. Right? It was to remain sealed inside his sarcophagus. The undead for all of eternity. But apparently they haven't, even though that's all I was thinking of this entire time. So Daniel says that he was probably an insignificant Gua'uld from a backwater planet. And I was like, no, he was a cursed priest. Come on, Daniel, get with it here. Yeah. (laughs) Long story short, after some back and forth, they're going to send a whole bunch of different types of guns to help Katana's army, and I guess they're going to send some food and some other supplies as well. That's pretty much it. Jack says he thinks that they owe these folks to a point, and I had no idea why, but that was the end of the scene, so they didn't clarify. I mean, I think that Sam had said something about how Teal'c and Braytac... She owes her life to them a bunch of times. Oh, specifically them. Okay. I think maybe. I okay. I don't know. Because I, I thought he was referring to the entire army of Jaffa and... I think uh, you're right. I guess I was just okay. thinking it was in the same vein as that. Anyway. Some point later, they're basically ready to go. The team is gathering in the gate room. They've got a melt thing full of stuff. To bring with them, <laughs> Braytac takes a moment to warn Jack that he may have seen some of these Jaffa in battle before. Not as allies. <laughs> Jack says that has occurred to him. Yes. Braytac also warns that Jaffa have long memories, and Jack's like, well, that's cool, because I don't. <laughs> but he was just joking, but it was it funny. Was. Yeah. Quite. I agree. Braytac says he would stake his life on... His faith in this Kaitano guy being well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he is all in on this. Jack says, oh, I'm going to stake our lives on it too, apparently, <laughs> to Hammond as they head out. Yeah. Wasn't much of a scene. I just talked a lot. Anyway. <laughs> That's fair. On the planet, Kalma, I guess, is the name of it. Braytak and... SG-1 come through. There's a guy named Rachnor that Teal'c recognizes. Have we met him before? We I wasn't have, sure. And I, I meant, thought so. Okay. I meant to look him up to remember exactly which episode it was. But yeah, we've met him before. Okay. He looks like he was probably somebody's first prime at some point. His gold tattoo has been removed and left quite a scar on his head. Yeah. Everybody is introduced. There's a whole big crowd of Jaffa standing around the gate also. I should mention it. It's not just <laughs> Ragnar there. Jack just randomly like drops his pack on the ground while they're having a serious introduction, making it kind of look like he's a klutz and doesn't know what he's doing. It's funnier in the episode than yeah. I am describing it. <laughs> Katano's not there because he is off on some missions. So that's why Ragnar is there greeting them. 
instead. But he's going to be back soon. Jack says that they've got food and weapons. But, of course, they scoff at the fact that they are primitive earth weapons. They are not true weapons like they were hoping for because they were hoping for staff weapons and zat guns as though earth has anywhere that they would be getting those from so i don't know why they expected earth people to bring those but they did and now they're disappointed yes but ragnar's like it's cool let's just go take a look at the camp instead i did want to say in this scene with the jaffa one, there's a lot of muscly men without shirts. There are quite but a bit. Yeah. There were guys who it looked like they were basically wearing like an overall onesie. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> and I it was weird. It was throwing me off. Like, I yeah. Just... It wasn't like actual overalls like you think of when you wear overalls, but it was more than just pants with suspenders. It was kind of oddly halfway between. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, I want to say, like, 80s wrestlers, like, almost like Andre to the Giant. Oh, yeah. Anybody want to feel it? And, like, yeah. although I think mm-hmm. he only had that, like, one, anyway. But, yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? It was weird. Yeah. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that important, but here we are. Worth noting. Yeah. I like to make fun of their weird costume choices. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> In case anyone hadn't noticed. <laughs> They head into the camp. They're getting a tour. They're walking through. There's a bunch of people doing martial artsy things. There's like a group of them all doing the same thing. And then yeah. they go and run off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Freetag is being like, look, look at all of us together. We were once fighting each other. And now we are all together here doing our thing. And we're getting bigger and bigger. Sam asks if they just trust everybody who shows up because what if there's a spy? That is a valid question. It's an extremely valid question. But Braytac is like, Kaitano can see into the very soul of another Jaffa and know his allegiance. Mm, That seems like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that I would trust that personally. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel and Braytac actually point out that Braytac had that yeah. Look into his soul moment with Teal'c as well when Teal'c got brainwashed by Apophis. But Jack's like, that's not exactly the same. But Braytac's like, agree. yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, Braytac's known Teal'c his whole life. They yeah. don't really know this guy. Yeah. But Braytac's like, our ways are different and you need to uh, deal with it. After the guys in the big group run off. <laughs> <laughs> they watched uh, some other guys sparring really hard with staff weapon replicas made of wood. Although in one scene, it's kind of obvious that it's actually rubber because one of them oh. is floppy. <laughs> <laughs> They're apparently doing some fighting technique that was introduced to them by Katano. And they're all learning it now. Braytac steps in to give some guidance since he is Braytac. He's basically like, don't overcommit. But then afterwards, they're like, well, Katana told us she'll just go all in. So it's cool. Victory without regard of survival, I think is what one of the people yep. says. Yeah. Tech asks them to demonstrate. So they start fighting pretty hard. To the point where one of them is beating the shit out of the other. Yeah. And before he can deliver any sort of fatal blow, Jack blocks 
the fake staff weapon with his gun and is like, dude, chill out. Do you need to calm down? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But they're like, no, the symbiote's going to heal this kid. So it's fine. Kaitano, Ragnar says, is teaching that everybody needs to be willing to die if he wants to be free. Jack says, if you all die, you won't have an army. And that's stupid. <laughs> Just, Jack is correct. Yes. <laughs> One of the kids challenges Jack because he's insulted them, which, yes. But before anything comes of it. They get word Kaitano is back. Oh my god, they're Marcelo. so excited. It just made me think, Santa! Santa! I know him. Exactly. <laughs> Jack asks where everyone's going. And I would think it should be obvious that they're all going to go see Kitano. <laughs> Since somebody just yelled, Kitano returns, and everybody ran off and cheered. Kitano goes and gives another little speech about how... Some of their warriors have fallen in the name of freedom, but on the bright side, now they've got a bunch of weapons, and so yay, that's fun. It was like a six-pack of Zats. <laughs> Wasn't that few? I didn't even notice. Oh, well, there were six on top, and looking at the the depth of it, there could not be more than like two dozen at most oh. in there. Cool. So good thing that three people died just for that <laughs> handful of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Jack mockingly calls them true weapons there's a bunch of formality exchanges between katano and Braytac. katano then comes over to finally meet sg1 who has apparently already heard of them and lists off all of the various gold pseudo gods and system lords etc that sg1 have killed and jack's like yeah keep it score huh <laughs> jack introduces himself and katano says yep I know your name. Imhotep himself said your days were numbered. Jack's like, yep, yeah, well, really big number. Jack officially offers them an alliance, and they talk about the food and supplies that they brought. And again, the weapons are scoffed at. So they're going to go and do an actual demonstration of what their weapons can accomplish. So, woo. Yay. Yeah. Huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> they go to a firing range and Sam shows them all what a P90 is and brags about how great she thinks it is. And that's awesome. They ask a Jaffa to come step forward and do a demonstration with the staff weapon. So Katano picks one of them to step forward. The guy takes a few shots at these big logs that they have hanging from another log. <laughs> Apparently, he's very good because out of the three shots that he took, he hit one log. (laughs) So Jack tells Sam to give a demonstration. Katano, of course, being an asshole, is skeptical that the female is the one doing the demonstration, but Teal vouches for her, so it's cool. Just as Sam is about to fire, Jack's like, wait, no, hang on a second. And he tells the guys that are inadvisably standing right next to the targets (laughs) to set one of the targets swinging. So they do, and then they continue to stand scary close to the targets (laughs) as Sam takes out an entire log with many shots. Then Jack tells Sam to demonstrate the weapon on a single shot. So she takes one single shot to shoot whatever it was that was securing that destroyed log to 
whatever other log it was hanging from, and it falls. And that seems to have impressed everyone enough that they see that eh, maybe these weapons aren't so primitive after all. You know what I think would have been more impressive? If they had knocked it down with a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also harder. I don't know. I took out my light pretty easily. Oh, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm a little slow on the uptake. I get it. Yes, agree. (laughs) That would have been way more impressive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's that scene. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After this, they hang out in the camp. They're... Sitting around the team, Kitano, Braytac, etc. They're still talking about how the Earth weapons are inferior. Sam's like, yeah, well, we can reload them because he says they lack the endurance yeah. of a staff weapon. Kitano's like, and you're just going to give these to us? Daniel's like, that's the purpose of an alliance, isn't it? And I'm like, is it, Daniel? Yeah. Every alliance you've had with other races seems to be them not giving you things freely. <laughs> yes. Also, there are many alliances that involve disarmaments rather yeah. than arming people. Kitano says that this alliance may hold them, Earth people, in a position of power. Tilk explains that maybe if they don't do exactly what the humans want, they'll withhold their ammunition. And Jack's like, Tilk, stop talking about SG-1 <laughs> as if you're not a we. And also, we're not going to hold anything back. We're offering everything we can and take it or leave it. Jack takes issue with Kaitano calling the Jaffa warriors his people, which I... Sometimes Jack's skepticism is a little bit much. Yes. Now, I it's obviously... Spoiler warranted in this case. Very justified but, in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like, why are you questioning the use of the word your people when he's talking about the Jaffa, his people? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Yeah. And I get Jack also thinks that, you know, he's just in this for himself and gathering an army and leading this army. So they're his people in that sense, I think, is where his objection comes from. But it's mm. still like, you're still trying to form an alliance. Hi, Coconut. Yeah. Coconut <laughs> is being very verbal today because Jeff is not home. So she's going uh, to complain loudly in the living room that she does not have somebody to snuggle under a blanket with. I, you know, I wish I were under a blanket too, Coconut, right now, to be honest. Right? I'm sitting I am on sitting... one. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I want to be under it. But I can't yeah. disrupt my setup here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's fair. It's an electric blanket, too, but it's nice. not turned up high enough. I'm going to go and turn it up Oh, now. I could turn yeah. mine on. I don't think it's on. <gasps> let me... Uh, blanket break. Yep. Okay. Let me find the... Important. Controls without disrupting the rest of this. I did take Gibby's seat, too, when I sat down. Ah, how dare you. I know. She had it warm for me, too. I sat down and I was like, oh, kitty warm. <laughs> sitting down in a chair that's warm from somebody else, like another human sitting in it, that's creepy. Sitting yeah. down in a chair that is warm because a kitty or a puppy was sitting there warming it for you, that's adorable. Yes, yes. And endearing. Indeed. Agreed. All right. My blanket is on. Excellent. Ooh, my butt's warmer already. Mine, too. Hmm. Katano says that at any time somebody could just 
challenge his authority and fight him to the death for leadership. So they're not in any danger of everyone just following him mindlessly because that could happen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Jack's like, to the death, huh? And they're like, yep. And he's like, well, again, we do things differently. Katano's like, and you want us to change to suit you? And Jack's like, well, I mean, if it's It's not not too too much much trouble. trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Braytac hops in with the diplomatic answer that we can learn from our differences and they make us stronger. They're going to tomorrow apparently bond together in battle because he's planned an attack on Yurti's supply shipment or something of hers. Jack wants to know what's in it for them if they help. Kano offers him a share of the spoils. And at this point in the episode, I wrote, he smiles too much for a Jaffa. Ha! <laughs> he really does smile a lot. He smiles yeah. a lot. Right. Teal Cowell always has his subtle smile, but yeah. like this is like... I'm a smiling guy. Braytac smiles a fair amount, but I feel like his is also more subtle than this guy. Yeah. yeah. And then Kaitano says, Teal'c has told me that you guys require sleep. There's no shame in that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like you don't kill Noreem all the time, asshole. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. He, they're going to part ways at this point. So SG-1 can go take their shameless sleep, I suppose. <laughs> and they're going to go chit chat or something i would like to go take a shameless nap right now right sounds pretty good all naps should be shameless agree so sg three quarters goes off to sleep until just drinks with everybody (laughs) he's having fun just hanging out with other jaffa and he is there talking to Ragnar. they're basically just talking about how great it's going to be when the jaffa are all free and Tilk is a bit skeptical that it's going to happen as soon as Ragnar and Katano and everybody else believe. But Ragnar's like, yeah, but no, you're wrong because it's going to be imminent because he's got this big ass army. Ragnar thinks that Tilk should credit himself for the fact that Katano even has this big ass army because he says that Tilk kind of led the way and is basically the one that started it sow all this dissent among the ranks and that it's because of Teal that Katano was even able to get so many people so fast. I guess. Hell yeah. If they say so. I but don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. We were saying like how do you get so many people so fast? I guess this kind of makes sense, but eh, I'm still skeptical. Yeah. Well yeah. Ragnar was a Teal convert, so This is true. Oh that's right. Yeah. That's right. They talk about how SG three quarters is cynical of the Jaffa ways and Jack most of all. And Tilk is like, yeah, but they're still my friends. Katano comes in and surprises Tilk because Tilk had just been talking about how he thinks that SG three quarters is having trouble understanding Katano and his ways. Katano's like, yeah, you're right. They're cynical. I get it. Tilk reminds Katano that even despite that, SG three quarters are still his friends, but then Katano says, yes, but we're your brothers, so there. Katano also adds that an alliance with the Earth people is going to make him stronger, make all of them stronger, really, but he's not going to abandon their values. Elsewhere in the camp, SG one has not gone straight to bed, or SG three quarters, excuse me. Yeah, important distinction. Yes. <laughs> 
Tilk has already gotten in some quality Kelnor reaming, according to Daniel. So <laughs> that's why he's out hanging out with his friends. Yeah. Sam says that Caetano's got presents. Not gifts, but presents. Oh, I was like, presents? I want presents. I know, right? And his followers are fanatical. Daniel says this makes them formidable and compares this attitude, whatever, to ancient Japanese feudal lords. Kitano has Jaffa from at least six different system lords there with him. So he must be doing something right to be able to gather all these people together. Jack has a problem with them having no problem just dying. Daniel asks for clarification if he means that you have a problem with dying or you've got a problem with the fact that they don't have a problem with it. (laughs) Jack says he has a problem with both. Yeah. And then they decide to go to bed because they've got a bond tomorrow. It seems a little bit weird to me how readily they agreed to that attack on Nirti's supplies. I wonder if that had been pre-discussed before they went. Maybe, but Jack seemed surprised by it when they were talking about how they were going to be basically testing their alliance in battle tomorrow. Yeah. I I mean, I know they're getting some of the spoils and that Jack was kind of happy about that, but still, it seemed like he gave in a little too readily. For how skeptical he is of this whole thing, it seems weird to me that he's just like, all right, let's go fight together. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that is what they do. SG-1 and Katano go to some other planet where they are waiting for Nirti's Jaffa to come up. Those Jaffa are carrying a bunch of supplies with them. And then Katano yells at them that they're surrounded and tells Nirti's Jaffa to give up their weapons. Of course, then that leads to a huge firefight. And in the middle of this firefight, Katano just gets up and walks out into the middle and nobody shoots him. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, very weird. And Ragnar's all impressed that Katano knows no fear, whereas Jack thinks he's just an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, he manages to make his way to the middle of the whole thing. He yells to Nirti's Jaffa that their god is false and that they should join him and his people in the struggle against the oppressors. And all of Nirti's people are like, Yeah, okay. That sounds cool. (laughs) So they just randomly join. Like, only one of them who happens to be there in the middle looks like he might possibly shoot Katano, but then he (laughs) brings his weapon down anyway. Yeah. It was very weird how readily everybody in Nirti's army gave up. And Tilk is all happy and asks Jack, do you believe in him now? Apparently that was enough to convince Tilk, too, because Tilk had been... Voicing a little skepticism before, but apparently not now. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone, then there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yay. And it continues when they return to the camp. It does. Yay. They're, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> the Jafai who went are cheering. The ones who are watching them return are cheering. Everyone's happy. The ones who are joining are cheering. It's crazy. Yeah. Jack still has concerns, though, which he tells Teal'c. His tactics could have gotten them all killed. Yeah. Teal'c's like, but but he was successful. Well, I wouldn't see where his tactic of 
he himself walking into the middle of the fray would have gotten them all killed. But it is surprising that doing that didn't get Katano himself killed. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing that could have happened, I guess, is they're like, yeah, okay, we'll join you. But then they shoot them all anyway. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fair. I don't know. Some kind of subterfuge yeah. trickery. Either something. way. Yeah. yeah. Jack's anyway. not pleased with this. <laughs> nope. Teal'c is mad and is like, then it appears we disagree. Then there's a horn, which apparently means y'all gotta go come running because Kaitano wants to see everyone. Teal'c heads off. SG three quarters stays behind a moment. Jack tells them they've got a Teal'c problem because he's buying Kaitano's act. Sam's like, you don't really think it's an act, do you? He believes in his cause, Kaitano. <laughs> Jack says he believes Kaitano believes he can walk on water, <laughs> which I agree. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. Then they head toward the rest of the group. Everyone's gathered around Katano's tent where he's got a bunch of Naquita that he is referring to as the fruits of their newborn alliance. Yay. Yay. Sam points out that it's weapons grade and there is quite a lot of it. I don't know where he got it from. I guess maybe he got it from Nearty's army. I thought they only got weapons, but I guess they got that too. Yeah. Yeah. Katano says that he will give SG-1 as much of the spoils as is fair. It could kind of be any amount, so that's skeptical. But he's going to keep all the zats for himself because they will need all of them. So that also seems suspicious. (laughs) However, there's going to be way more weapons that he can offer them once the mothership gets there. And SG three quarters is a little surprised to find out that there's a mothership, and Katano's like, "Well, yeah, because we're gonna take over a mothership," which of course Jack does not seem very happy about because he says it's a little risky. That's a bit of an <laughs> understatement. And Katano's like, "Yeah, well, wars are risky." Jack wants to know what happens if they fail, but Katano's like, "They're not gonna fail because our cause is just." <sighs> Jack is of course skeptical that that is the way the world works, because as we all know, it is not. Mm -hmm. They all gather at the Stargate because Kitano told them to come see for themselves how it's going to be so great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kitano dials the Stargate. What is happening here is that they're sending Jaffa warriors through because they don't want Nearty to find out about their raid. So they're going to go, I guess, attack that base some more. And in fact, what they're going to do is send a guy who's very obviously a suicide bomber in there too to take out whoever. This plan seemed weird to me. And then obviously the suicide bomber thing just goes completely off the deep end anyway. Yep. But I just, I still didn't understand the plan. <laughs> no, it doesn't really make any sense because I was thinking initially that this was going to be them taking themselves to the mothership that they wanted to take over. Yeah. But no, like you said, it just seems to be them going to destroy anybody who, I guess, decided to not join them from Nearty's Jaffa. I guess so. But what does that accomplish? I guess it'll hide yeah. specific... They can't be like, oh, it was these idiot Jaffas who got us, not, you know, whoever... Yeah, Osiris or it, Lord Yu or Anubis or whoever. It really doesn't make a lot of sense. It just basically seems like a big MacGuffin thing to just yeah. show that Katano's 
a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Jack is like, what the hell? And yeah, Jack's like, you can't send your people out on suicide missions, yeah. you asshole. Jack is very displeased. <laughs> he says Kitano is arrogant and he knows exactly what Kitano is about now. Kitano's like, but we're at war and this is our way. And Jack's like, well, it must make you feel all powerful to know how eager everyone is to just die for you. And Katano's like, their souls are on a way to a far better place, which is where that weird religion nonsense comes in. Yeah. Katano decides to say, will you deny the existence of Keb? Which is just a way to, I don't know, just divide people better. Meanwhile, Teal'c and Braytac are just watching on and not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah. Katano's also like, whoa, you want me to abandon centuries of Jaffa tradition to follow the ways of the Tauri? Since when is suicide bombing the Jaffa way? Pretty sure that's not a thing. Right? At least not that we've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I was surprised that neither Tilk nor Braytak had anything to say about it. And then we're just like, oh, yeah. Fine. Daniel is trying to calm everyone down a little bit in this. But Katano is like, nope. We're sending these people. We're getting a mothership. Accept us for who we are or don't and go away. Tilk and Braytak follow the rest of the Jaffa. Back at Katano's tent, Katano is there with Braytak, Tilk, and Ragnar, and they are making out a plan of some sort. It's kind of lengthy <laughs> as I'm scrolling through it. They're just planning and planning some more. They're talking about all the ships filled with Jaffa ready to flock to their cause. And Braytak is talking about how he's dreamed of it, but never thought it possible. And the fact that he now thinks it is suddenly possible seemed very strange to me. But here we are. Yeah. Jack comes in and tells Tilk that they're getting ready to go. They're hoping Tilk is going to go with them. But Katano says that Tilk's place is there. And it seems like Tilk is pretty convinced that his place is with Katano and his team also. He's going to go off on a mission that Katano has given him. Jack obviously is not very pleased with that because he's pretty sure whatever mission this is that Tilk is going on, it's another suicide mission. But Tilk says that he accepted it freely, so it's fine. Everything's fine. They are going to go to Lord Yu's Stargate and try to take over Lord Yu's army next. Surprise, he's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. He got stabbed, but then he got better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Tilk asks Jack to join him. Jack apologetically says that he cannot. They all go back to the Stargate. There's a lot of going back and forth to the Stargate. I hope it's not far right? from the camp. 20 miles. Yeah. You know, maybe just 10. I mean, that'd be fine. They do a, they do 10 mile walks yeah. for breakfast. That's not a saying. I like to walk for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they're back to the gate to see Teal'c off. Jack is still like, why are you sending Teal'c? Kaitano's like, well, Teal'c will guarantee the mission succeeds. And Jack's like, but maybe he's actually your nemesis because he's also a leader and you want him to die. Kaitano's like, nah, he'll be fine. Jack asks Kaitano how what he is doing and the attitudes that are surrounding him right now. How is that different than the Jaffa being willing to die for all these system lords? 
Gitano's like, well, the Jaffa will be free to follow you, Jack says. That's a good point. Yep. Jack calls out to Tilk to let him know he's not recommending an alliance. After careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse an alliance. So have I. And Tilk's like, we'll talk about this when I get back, okay? And Jack's like, mm, I don't think you're coming back. Yeah. Tilk's like, when I come back, you know, victorious, want to reconsider? And Jack's like, yeah. He asks them to trust in Tilk, which, I mean, trust in Tilk. It's just the other guy they don't trust. Yeah. Katano promises Tilk as he's leaving that <laughs> when he comes back, he's going to be his second in command. <laughs> so, you know, oh, his boy. first prime. Yeah, definitely not backtracking at all. Nope, nope. Tilk is off yes. on his mission. Yeah. And then we're in Yu's throne room. Where, not surprisingly, Tilk has been captured and beaten up, and he is dragged in before you. Me? You. <laughs> Me? No, not you. Why you? You? Lord you. Oh. <laughs> the gold you. You, you mean. <laughs> you. Oh. Yeah. Him. That guy. He, of course, recognizes Tilk and tells Tilk that, yeah, maybe he's not as weak as Tilk was led to believe. And he knows that Katano has sent Tilk to kill him. But Yu is actually going to set him free to return to his rebel army, as he calls it. But first, he wants to tell Tilk a little secret. But we don't find out what that is just yet. Back at the camp, SG3 quarters and Breedhack are still just hanging out near the Stargate. Yep. (laughs) Waiting to see if Tilk comes back. Braytac is trying to work on Jack in his position on the Alliance. Katano comes up and says, yeah, we're stronger together. Let's put aside these differences. Jack's like, I am holding you responsible for what happens to Tilk, and we're getting the hell out of here. They start to dial, I think. Well, Sam starts to dial, okay. but then before she can finish dialing, an yes. incoming wormhole happens, right. and it's Tilk. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah, It's fine. I had to read ahead in my notes while you were trying to figure it out, too. Yeah. She dives out of the way as the puddle is forming, just barely in time to avoid becoming a pair of feet shoes. <laughs> when Tilk comes through, he doesn't stop and talk to them. He comes through at a run and then runs right by them and ignores them and keeps going. <laughs> he runs right into the camp screaming deceiver and telling everyone that they've been deceived. Katano comes up and says he hasn't deceived anybody. And that that mothership he was talking about that I still don't really quite understand how it comes into play is just coming up. So everything's going to be great when it gets there. Except that Tilk says that Lord Yu knows the location of this army camp, despite the fact that Katano told everybody that nobody knows where it is. Lord Yu also knows how many people are there, and he knows that Katano has betrayed him. I guess he was Katano was serving him previously, apparently. I don't know. The mutiny that was going to happen on that mothership that Katano was somehow so sure of failed. So now that mothership's coming to kill them all. So that's fun. It turns out that all of the system lords, in fact, know about this whole situation, not just you. And they have been waiting for this gathering of 
all the traitors, essentially, all the people that were willing to turn on their false gods to gather in one place. And now they're going to come and destroy all of the Jaffa that have turned to join the side of not evil. That's a sentence. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I made it. Yeah, you did. Tilk challenges Katano in the same way that that guy tried to challenge Jack earlier. They have a fairly lengthy battle. Tilk gets the crap beat out of him yeah. by Katano. And his little wooden practice staff weapon gets broken in two pieces. Katano tells him to beg for mercy, but Tilk, of course, refuses to do that. So Katano steps in super close and tells Tilk that he dies at the hand of his god Imhotep. And Katano's suddenly got hagfish voice and glowy eyes. And apparently this explains our confusion from last episode about whether this guy could be a Gwold or a Jaffa yeah. because he is a Gwold, in fact, <laughs> posing as a Jaffa. Tilk manages to get a hold of one of the broken pieces of his staff weapon and he stabs Katano slash Imhotep with it and kills him despite the presence of a hagfish. He's dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ragnar, I guess, was either close enough to see the glowy eyes or hear what was happening and yells to the crowd that Katano is not a Jaffa. He actually ri- lifted up his shirt to look for his pouch. He did. And yeah, he, he li- looked for the gross <laughs> pouch, too. And Tilk says, yeah, this guy was Imhotep. Oops. Yeah. As Daniel very cleverly puts it together, he used the Jaffa's... D- desire for freedom against them thank you daniel (laughs) i think we could have all come to that conclusion on our own but that's okay katano and his whole thing was fake katano was a traitor he was not a jaffa not trying to help anyone but himself and also answers the question earlier of how katano is different from a system lord he wasn't (laughs) because he was a gold so now they all need to get the hell out of there because lord yu's ship is coming and is going to shoot at all of them yeah. So they all head to the gate. They do. <laughs> they get to the gate. Sam dials. Then they all go through, including any Jaffa that wanted to come with them and not stay on the planet and die. Come with me if you want to not die. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, basically, Braytax like, our time will come, but not today. Yep. Episode over. Episode over. Kathy, did you like the episode? Yes, it felt like it dragged a little bit, mm. but other than that, I thought it was a decent story. Even coming into this, I'm like, I'm 99% sure that guy is going to be a gold, but I couldn't 100% remember, so it was probably yeah. that, but like, I was like, this guy, he's full of shit. I'm glad Jack sees through him, even though Jack's such an ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So the Jaffa Rebellion, as it were, has basically just been Tilk and Braytac and a handful yeah. of people. So it's good to see that even if they did it under the guise of, you know, being a Jaffa, this this Gwold has gotten a bunch of Jaffa together to uh, form an army. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this continuation of, like, this fight that the Jaffa are having going on behind the scenes of the system lords, like, infighting and whatnot... I was a little confused about some of the things that were going on. Like, it made more sense once you knew Lord Yu was uh, like, oh yeah, we're going there to squash the Jaffa Rebellion. I don't know what I'm trying to say. 
Anyway, <laughs> I don't either. It was it, anyway. It was, there were parts that I was a little bit confused about. Yeah. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the story. And there was one more thing I was going to say, though. <sighs> what was it? Oh, okay. Why at the end didn't you have somebody on the other side open the Stargate and prevent them all from escaping? Right? Bad move, dude. That's yeah. like gold 101. That was one of the issues I had with this episode. I had mixed feelings about it. But one of the big questions I had was why would you have even told Teal'c yeah. everything that he told Teal'c and then return Teal'c to the planet to warn everyone and let them escape? That made no sense. It was very weird. You're right. Yeah. I, that was, yeah. That's one of the things I was confused about. Yeah. It made no sense at all that he would do that. And then to attack the planet anyway after he had just told Teal'c the plan yeah <laughs> and gave them the chance to escape it was made no sense at all very weird you're right did you like it generally I, or eh, eh, <laughs> eh. i thought it was interesting and i did not remember the whole thing at the end with katano being imhotep so i did th- think that that was a pretty clever twist and an interesting change in the plot but at the same time, there were just like a lot of weird things that just didn't add up, like the issue with people just turning and abandoning their gods so readily to follow Katano. I was wondering, yeah. is he somehow like more convincing than a regular Jaffa would have been just based on the fact that he's a Gua'uld? Like, does he somehow, even without, you know, pink sparkle dust like <laughs> Hathor has, have extra influence over people? Maybe. Is that why everyone's ready to abandon their god to go follow him? Good point. I thought that that was weird. You know, we're supposed to believe that Braytac can know somebody's heart by looking into his eyes. So why didn't he realize that Katano was a bad guy? If that is the case, but he didn't realize that Katano was a bad guy. I thought that Braytac and Tilk were frequently put in kind of a bad light, which of course I don't like since I loved their characters so much. Fair. So seeing them being totally okay with that suicide mission and stuff like that, I didn't like that either. So I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Overall, I thought it was an interesting episode and it did keep my attention. But then there was kind of a lot of stuff mixed in there that I wasn't a very big fan of. So I didn't dislike it, but I didn't really like it either. Fair. Yeah. What's next? Next, we will be watching slash talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 5 Episode 19, Menace. The booklet says... A dormant female android discovered on a barren planet is transported back to Earth for study. Always a good idea. Mm-hmm. On reactivation, another good idea, she yeah. exhibits a childlike innocence. But soon, <gasps> SG-1 discovers that this seemingly innocent being may hold a dangerous secret. I think I vaguely remember it, but I also might just be confusing it with the episode of star trek where data makes his own daughter (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) i think it's gonna go different places than that episode but likely (laughs) i'm not sure which one i'm thinking of off the top of my head when i hear that description i guess i'll find out next week yeah i'm pretty sure i recall where she fits into the world yeah i think i do i think i'm thinking of the right (laughs) storyline anything else yeah i'm good 
As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you subscribe so you get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. We love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com or you can send us messages through our website, which is stargatesing.space. And if you're feeling generous, you can head on over to patreon.com slash stargatesing to help support the show financially so that we can keep doing this thing. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargazing The End. The End. This is... Nope. What am I saying? Nope. Mm-mm-mm. Let me... Sorry. <laughs> Bree Tack would like a demonstration. Oh my god. A demonstration. <laughs> a demonstration. Demonstration. And then I almost just said break hack. So we're doing well.